to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 368 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology, and life, and possibly stalking us, whoever you are out there. Um, <laughs> I'll throw that out there occasionally. Yes, Never carry know. on. Uh, no, uh, hello. How's it going? What's up? Uh, what's up? What's up? Actually, I'll tell you something I, I didn't write down, cause, and I hadn't really thought about it, but uh, I went to Misty Flicks in the weekend. Yes, um, how was so that? It was really cool. So I saw a picture of you holding an award. I just held one of Adam's awards just so it looked like it looked I a bit odd re- if he if he hold, held both of them in the photo and I didn't hold anything, it looked a bit odd, so he gave me one to hold. Oh so. no, I, I guess that's what was going on, but I did have to read the caption because I was like, I'm sure you didn't have anything to do with that one. No, I didn't have anything no, to do with that. But you look good. Like it looked, really. a, a good photo. Use that photo, Chris, go um part of an award winning uh <laughs> Well, I am. I, I have got award-winning films, just not I that know. one. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, just for those that don't know, um, Misty Flicks is a Waikato-based short film um, uh, festival, and uh, its main thing is that they're all films that were shot in or by people in the Waikato. Or, moving forward, it just has to have a Waikato connection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the pool is quite small. Yeah, well, there were some great films there. So I, I was, I, I, I was, I was, I was a little remiss. I, um, I missed the beginning of it because, oh, uh, the it doesn't go dark really quick and stuff. I was uh, actually sitting there watching re- multiple. So Reacher. hang on, hang I was on. Sitting so at home watching Reacher. So your your timekeeping method is when it goes dark currently. Well, no, my timekeeping method is my phone, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I don't have one right now. So the uh, alarm didn't go off. And so I went, oh, uh, see, it might be time to get ready. And it's because it starts early. It started at 6 30. Yeah. Um, I looked at my watch and it was already 6 30. I was like, crap. So I had to get changed to get out there. Um, so I missed a couple of films. I already had a ticket and stuff. But um, yeah, so I saw, finally saw um, Blink. Blink. So I didn't realize I had a second AD credit on that film. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. So uh, I had two films in there I had credits on, that one and Drink Up Your Next, both second AD credits. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so I missed Drink Up Your Next, but I'd already seen it. So I, yeah, oh, okay. That didn't worry me too much. But I hadn't seen Blank. And, yeah, Blank was really good. Um, I, I had to say, like, Derek Neal really is good on camera. He's just, yeah, he's pretty good. Like, it's a shame that he is. Like, yeah, I could see him on other more stuff. Like, yeah, actual, he like could TV he stuff. could get on on real. Good yeah, films. yeah, he's but just he's a, got that look. Yeah, yeah, he does. He's just a busy man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, but did your, you see the your favorite friend was in every second movie. Who's my favorite friend? Graham Graham Lauder. He was in every second. Oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, he um, and <laughs> uh, if he if he uh, listens to this, this is all in fun, Graham. But uh, so don't get upset. But uh, we had the question and answers, and they uh, Sash was sort of emceeing that, and they had all these filmmakers at the very front. So oh, yeah, I yeah, watched yeah, all yeah. the films. So get all these filmmakers, and there's I don't know twenty of them along the front of the cinema, and 
Sasha's asked some questions, and then I yelled out one from the audience just to spice things up anyway. I, I asked about one of the, the films, uh, Worthy of Thee. Um, it is a beautifully shot film, but they screwed up the sound in the cinema. Oh, of course. You I could mean, hear all, of- the, all the background atmos and um, foley, but you couldn't hear anything spoken. Oh, no. And we thought, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it just that track didn't play. Anyway, so poor buggers. Um, beautiful looking film, though. Anyway, so I asked them a question about what was the hardest thing because it was a period piece. And um, they said something or other, and then they said, oh, Graham, and Graham started talking from the audience. Oh, and okay. so they came up and gave him a microphone, and oh, I'm sitting no. behind him shaking my head with my head in my hands and apparently um nathan and adam were on the in the uh, in the group there too you know as filmmakers looking at me and pissing themselves laughing because i'm sitting behind graham going what have you done don't no, give him the microphone that's talking about moving pianos and freaking building things and replacing carpet it was riveting stuff oh i bet it was i bet it was <laughs> he's, he's but anyway it was, it was a great it was a great night some great filmmakers bunch of people i didn't know and some really good films so yeah Paige said that when i spoke to her a couple of weeks ago she said that one of the films was a Auckland film, and she said it's amazing. It must one of the amazing shot that's, ones. That's the they, worthy of thee. Yeah, all, they all their main crew were from Auckland, so the heads of the department were all from Auckland, and they shot down here, and right? they shot down in Piaku. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the great thing about the Waikato. Our region is so massive. Yeah, and like, and, and they said we're going to be doing more. She, the guy that uh, the director or the writer director sort of said, I had to be talked into coming down here, but they, they had a period house. So I was like, Ugh. and she, he said, <laughs> now I've been down here. I, I want to make more stuff down here because uh, everybody was so helpful and stuff. Which yeah, is good. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So anyway, that was good. What did you get up to in the week? Uh, I've been busy sorting out pumpkin stuff, mainly my stuff. We cancelled the carnival. Oh, that okay. All right. Uh, and yeah, no, it's good. Uh, so all these people coming out of the woodwork. When you say cancelled, you mean for the one year or? Oh, yeah, the... for this year. Okay, cool. Just yeah. checking. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, oh, yeah, I'm in the stupid position because I don't want to be the president of it. I still want the event to happen. But like, Dennis is just like, look, if you don't want to do it, just quit and then I'll quit. And then there'll be nothing. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want there to be nothing. So I don't know. But I said like, I I, mean, I, know, I, I feel your pain. I know exactly. But what I said to him, look, if the carnival did go completely away, I'd really just want, I might do giant pumpkins NZ way in. And it's just literally a way in of pumpkins. I don't care about anything else and a barbecue. Like, yeah. And you could do that at, um, what's his name's farm or something, you know? Yeah, we could. Yeah. And it'd be easy to set up. Anyway, don't worry about that. But, all these people coming out of the woodwork. And I said to Tim and Tim agrees, there's all these people growing pumpkins, uh, like new people, and they're all really enthusiastic. And we're wondering if it's because of lockdown. They're all wondering, I don't know what's going on. But these people that are, I, I've started sending out a weekly email newsletter to this list that I have. And some of them are American and some are New Zealand. But I mentioned the seed auctions in America. So that's got a few of them quite excited. And they want to know how to get seed into the country because they they can't work it out 
uh, looking at MPI website. So I've got, after this podcast, I've got to shoot a video explaining it all because I've already explained it like three times in email. Isn't that a like, service you should be offering? Yeah, but it all it all depends on this guy in Canada if he helps us out. Yeah, because he pays for everything. Uh, and COVID stuffed it up because the labs that test pumpkin seeds went to COVID testing. So uh, anyway, it's a whole thing. And I need to get these people to understand how important it is that this process is followed because if it isn't, they'll end up with a fine or go to jail or something. Anyway, I'm doing that. Heaps of content. Uh, Yeah, it's good. Sweet. Um, Well, the other thing that was uh, big for me is that my phone, did I talk about my phone in here before? uh, No, you did because you said you're, uh, you're living life on the edge or something or yeah, so the screen was bending outwards. That's right, um, it was swollen. Yeah, and the battery was swollen. So anyway, I, I got I, I kept using it. So because you know, and then I got home and I went to press it, and it's red hot. Like oh, I could burn my finger on this it, thing, or it could uh, blow up and rip your face off. Maybe I should turn it off. <laughs> so I turned it off. So I haven't had a phone, and then the boss let, loaned me a um, an iPhone. Yes. What a piece of crap. I'm so, I am definitely not a fan of iPhone. I can't even get Telegram on there without getting an Apple ID. And I'm sorry, I don't want to join your cult. Um, oh, so, no. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's crap. But I have just ordered uh, a, um, a second-hand Meizu. So I get my third Meizu. Meizu, I don't know much why better you're than sti- Apple. No, it's not. Don't go with a Meizu. Uh, for oh. 160 bucks, I'm going for a Meizu. <laughs> for, oh, for $160, you could probably get a brand new Samsung or a brand new... Samsung. Oh, no, hell no. Um, although I, I was interested. They had a special. It was 300 or $400 bucks ish at PB Tech for a Xiaomi um, quad, quad cam. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah. Quad cam? I, that's what it called it. Something oh, right. Like yeah, four cameras on the back. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, talking about Apple, your favorite people, the AirTags uh, are causing problems around in America, I guess, mainly. Now, those are the things where you find things because they've got a GPS locator or something like that. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, vaguely. So Tile was the original one, which is a standalone company. And right. when you got out of the range of your Bluetooth, your phone would say, hey, you've forgotten your thing. Apple created their own one called an AirTag. All right. And the, the cool thing is um, you can get a pack of four for 99 US or the $29 each. And they help track essential belongings, keys, wallets, bags, whatever you want. The cool thing is, from a technology point of view, is they use very low power Wi-Fi and stuff. But basically, when it goes somewhere, it's using any Apple product anywhere to help figure out where it is. So right. phones, MacBooks, whatever. So they're and, just surfing on your data. No, no, yeah. Oh, it, it, I don't know about that. But what happens is if you've got an air tag near you, you'll get a notification saying, hey, an air tag device uh, has started tracking you or is near you. It just lets people know that. And I think it lets people know like once a day, but the problem is these women all across America are getting these notifications and they don't know why, but basically it's because somebody's put a tag in their bag or on their clothing or in their car. 
and people are following them. So somebody, you, you can buy Ooh. a tag. I could buy a tag and stick it to your bike. And yeah. uh, it would probably tell me where you are at all times because it's quite accurate. Only if because, I have an apple, though. Once I have a Maybe, no, I'm safe again. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what, no, no. I've got a phone, so I know where you are. You're not going to get notifications. There is an Android app to let you know about these Apple things. Um, but someone found one behind their license plate on their car. One person got home and it was like pinging. And I think when it says you've got an air tag near you, you can look at it and see where it's been. And it tracked this woman all the way home. And the scary thing is these people don't know who's attaching these tags. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. Apple. Cool. 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 Well, stuff. it was sort of an unintended. Oh yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And, and yeah, there's always people that use things for dodgy reasons. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. No, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of big companies, did you uh, see um, who's, who's, become the seventh largest U.S. company past Facebook owner Meta for the first time? Uh, no. Who? Have a guess. Computer company. Oh, uh, it was on the list here, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're just going to look at the list. NVIDIA. NVIDIA. So yeah. I, I didn't realize it was that big. Oh, no. Uh, that's, that's not surprising. If you look at the stock market, NVIDIA and AMD are right up there. If you're buying stock, uh, if you brought NVIDIA a couple of years ago, you'd be making bank. Yeah, I know uh, Carl was moaning about having to buy another um, uh, graphics, card. graphics card and, yeah, prices, like, doubled or something. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, uh, but I, and I don't know whether his was AMD or NVIDIA, but, um, yeah. He might be getting a Ryzen one, whatever those are. I have no idea. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. So that's going so, on. Talking about uh, uh, Facebook, yep. are you a meta mate, Chris? A meta mate? Zuckerberg has told all employees they're now called MetaMates. Oh, good God. He had an all-hands-on all meeting, and he rattled off a new corporate values that Meta will go by, and one of them is the catchphrase, Meta, MetaMates, me. MetaMates, me. Yeah, <gasps> Meta, yeah, and then MetaMates, then me. Designating the order of importance by which Meta employees should rank their own interests versus their colleagues and the company's well-being. And oh, got- no. I'm surprised they didn't go, Zuck MetaMate me. <laughs> yep. And this all got confirmed. Oh, my and, God. Uh, that is so bad. Oh, he's just losing the plot. so pain. bad at humaning. Yeah, I know. They haven't programmed him properly yet. <laughs> They're still working on it. Um, I've, I, I watch a couple of videos. So I watch a bunch of videos now on VR and stuff. And there's a whole bunch of... Um, Facebook, what do they call them? They're in the Facebook program. So they YouTubers that oh, okay, yeah. are sponsored by by Facebook, well, Meta now, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of others in the VR community that aren't sponsored by Facebook. And there's a big difference between how okay. they approach uh, Zach. <laughs> and and, and it's, it's like, um, yeah, it, it was quite funny I because they put out a blog post, uh, Meta did, these are seven people you should follow. And they're all the ones that are um, in this program. Yeah. yeah. Not okay. mentioning anyone outside of the program is so obvious. And it's like, oh, God. And, and the other thing, I, I just watched two videos last night, which I wanted to send to uh, Carl. I'll, I'll send them to you. Um, one, one leads on to the other. And 
this guy talking about in the first one, the one that was most interesting was talking about, you know, will Facebook win this metaverse thing or will Microsoft, because Microsoft are doing some amazing things and then it goes into this stuff. And I didn't know about any of it. It's really interesting. Uh, 10 minute video or something. So I'll send that to you. Um, and uh, if you like it, we might chuck it in the show notes. If Sam goes, no, that's a bunch of crap. Uh, it won't be in the show notes if you're listening. So you'll know that uh, Sam just saved your time. That's right. Uh, <laughs> did, did you see the David Farrier thing with Bill Gates the other day? No. Oh, so uh, David Farrier does the podcast Armchair and Dangerous with Dak Shepard and the other woman. And they were doing a stage show and they were going around and they were in Seattle and they were going to talk about the conspiracy theory of Bill Gates trying to take over the world and, you know, track everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And he and did this ten- with um, yeah. nanobots he, or whatever. He did this 10 minute preamble and then he goes, oh yeah. And then Bill Gates just walked out and he sits oh, down and he doesn't do these things. And I think he spoke to them for like over an hour and um, David Farrier posted the highlights from it. And it was like, they just straight up asked him, they said, why would you want to, you know, what's the deal? And he goes, I have no idea. And also uh, on the My First Million podcast, they were talking about um, the Sean, the the host on there. He was like, what do you think about when you think of like old school, like fun or something? And he goes, I think of that, um, that interview Bill Gates did when the woman asked, hey, I heard that you could jump over a chair. And Bill Gates goes, well, it depends how big it is. And then apparently he just jumped over it, like from a standing jump. I don't know. It's a thing. I, I used, it was a thing because I used to do that. I had a. Was this a your gate, party trick? Well, I, I was training. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I had a gate at home and I had my big training bag over my shoulder. Yeah. And I'd walk up to the gate and I'd stare at it and then I'd do a standing jump over it. Mm. And it was just over my waist height. It was about just yeah, yeah. below the sternum. It was a good jump. And it actually, because um, some friends came around and they went, your gate's all rusted closed. What's going on? Like, don't worry. Uh, I don't I don't ever open that gate. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we had listener feedback last week from uh, number one podcast fan, Jeremy Halson. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, uh, Jeremy, too. Yes. It only becomes official when you hear it from the Chris and Sam podcast. <laughs> He's been collecting NFT since November. And he's been using an app called Vive, V-E-V-E. It was created by a Kiwi. They've got heaps of officially licensed collectibles and comics. Apparently, it's really fun. And there's also an app called Bubble House that you can collect and create NFTs. They have a lot of free ones, and you can decide to sell them there. So he's going to write this down, Bubble House, because I'm definitely going to make some. I've got some great content stuff and ideas. So I think you have to do all of it within the app. Like their website. Yeah, because I was going to use OpenSea, but um, I'll, I'll check out Bubble House and see. Yeah, what. I'm not sure how they work together or not. Uh, so, but if you go bubblehouse.com slash referral slash Jezza NZ, that's his um, referral. Flash we'll have a link in the show notes. Okay. Uh, Jeremy's got a free NFT on there, so you can grab that. He goes, it's not sure where it'll go, but it's free, so good for a play. Very cool. good. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had a MetaMask wallet that you you um, suggested. Yeah. And my Meizu yeah. flagged it as being spyware. Oh, I mean, if anything, spyware, it's the phone. 
<laughs> like, or or maybe the Chinese government just don't want me to be meddling in um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, so they just went, "No, this is wrong." So I deleted it anyway. You can have, you can use it on the um, desktop, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was going to. Um, it probably is all right because MetaMask is growing at twenty percent, oh, twenty times over year on year. Yeah. It's huge. I had it's no a, idea. I only found that out yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's a crypto wallet and gateway to blockchain apps. Yep. Trusted by over 21 million users worldwide. Who don't have Meizus that show them the real stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Oh, my gosh. You anyway. Should, uh, you should just go down and sell your Meizus to those protesters in Wellington. <laughs> Are they still there? Good yeah, they're still there crapping on the lawn. Oh, actually, talking about that, I was on Twitter and there was a hashtag that was like, go home. And it was all about those. So they've said, look, we're going to start removing the cars uh, that are illegally parked and we're just going to take them, right? Like that's their next port yeah, of call yeah. because they yeah, they've get- finally got tow truck drivers from outside of Wellington to come to do it. Yeah. No, the army's going. The army has a tow truck. Okay. Have you seen a picture of it? No. Holy crap. It's like a Mad Max army green battle tank thing if it's a tow truck and they're taking that in. Like I think the army's going in to sort it out. Good. I don't know. I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose they would need a tow truck. But anyway, so there was a picture of it on Twitter, and I was like, that's awesome. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't have a lot of um, I don't sympathy. Have a, a lot of sympathy for those guys. Ah, uh, no, no, they're all crazy. Hey, this guy. Uh, this isn't. Um, this isn't a nice story, but a guy got some jail time because um, he threatened to kill and he assaulted a police officer, and this has all happened in Timaru. And he hit a woman in the head with some roast meat. I guess anything what? could. Yeah. I, it doesn't say if it was cooked or frozen or not. But, um, yeah, he uh, threatened to kill her and they had to pepper spray him and stuff. But, um, yeah, he had a go with a bit of roast meat. I guess anything could be a weapon these days. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I wonder if a dog would have helped. Because do you know that the first line of defense for a zombie apocalypse is probably dogs. Oh, really? It happens. Yeah. If you go to bed at night worrying about zombies, get a oh, dog. Who doesn't? According to an expert, man's best friend will know a zombie apocalypse is coming before scientists do, and they'll try to warn us. What gets me about that sentence <laughs> yeah, is, okay. according to an expert, oh, <laughs> who's I, an expert on zombies. I mean, anyway. but I mean, you've got dogs that warn you for earthquakes and if you're going to have a seizure and stuff. So this dog is spazzing out. And you're like, something's happening. You're like, what is it, Lassie? Is Timmy down the well? No. Okay. Am I going to have a heart attack? No. Am I going to stroke out any second? No. Is it zombies? Zombies. And the dog's still going batshit. That's your problem. Because I don't know which one you go towards first. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it says here, Dr. Cameron Carlson of the Zombie Research Society. Hang on. uh, Okay, I'm Googling that. (laughs) Believes dogs' powerful senses mean they will know their undead are coming before the first one even rises. He also reckons they'll be able to sniff out a zombie virus way before the dead start walking, thanks to their powerful sense of smell. Uh, Changes in atmospheric pressure and natural phenomena carries odors that only our furry friends can pick up. So anyway, I thought that was uh, worth mentioning. <laughs> oh, I, I am deep in their website, Chris. Deep. Uh, zomb- <laughs> May, May, May is Zombie Awareness Month. Oh, is it? They established oh, okay. in 2007. They have an annual campaign, which is to raise awareness of the living dead <laughs> and to prepare you. This is a legit website. <laughs> the top 10 countries... 
the top 10 countries that you should live in to weather a global pandemic of zombie. Oh, we only got honorable mention. We are behind Australia, but we got, um, why did we fall short? It falls short of our minimum criteria in the study, but it gets an honorable mention nod for excelling in several of the same areas as Australia. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't feel that great about it. No, but I think it's just the Mad Max effect. There is a lot of information at zombieresearchsociety.com. Okay, well, strategies. Throw, throw that uh, link in the... Oh, um, it's great. In the in the, in the in the show notes because that's a that's obviously a Sam approved uh, link there right there. Yeah, how could you tell? How could you tell? <laughs> hey, these guys in Auckland uh, reckon that they are um, Auckland medical people. They've in the process or almost finished making a bionic pacemaker that may be capable of reversing heart failure. It's now set for human trials. All right, you have to unpack that for me a little. So basically it means current pacemakers pace the heart like a metronome. Yeah. It's very steady and even pace. But they've got this bionic one, which uh, will analyze the frequencies within your heart ratio and then sort of make it a more natural rhythm where it goes up and down like an actual heart. Oh, okay. And they said the loss of someone's irregular heartbeat is a near universal symptom among heart disease patients. So if this new pacemaker sort of kicks in differently, that'll undo all of that. They said this has far exceeded their expectations. There's nothing on the market like this. Uh, drugs will just make you feel better. They don't address the issue. Dr. Ramchandra um, says that this is going to uh, help pump blood up to 20% more. That's a big number. And yeah, they said apparently it's really good. That sounds cool. Um, you don't watch much TV. You wouldn't have seen it as a project last night. No. Uh, so they had a um, a woman on. I didn't quite get a name. It's uh, first name was uh, Nadia. Um, okay. And she is put. She's put together these um, big units. They look like a big generator. Like yep. that's the sort of size. And they go next to a, a water course, so a stream or a river or, or even a lake. Yeah. And they pump in the water and pump out fresh water, and it cleans the water. And effectively, oh, okay. inside all it is. Is well, this is my explanation because she didn't, she didn't explain it, but this is how I look at it big sacks of um, biome that the water filters through. Yeah, yeah. So that it's bacteria sense. and stuff, and it removes all, um, you know, uh, nitrates and potassium, all the man made chemicals, everything, and this water comes out clear. And um, a lot of people are, are chasing her up for it, this invention she's got. Oh, okay. um, uh, including, you know, Fonterra and the government have been talking to her. Um, they did say, you know, what would it take to to, to do a, a river, for example? Yeah. And she said you'd want to be putting one of these units every kilometre or so or oh, okay. a couple of kilometres down, down the river. I mean, obviously, depending on the volume of flow yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, I, I imagine. But, yeah, it was a pretty good idea. But it, it, she just it, – she came across as just a um, – Average person. person, yeah, just person by herself going. There's a problem. We're going to solve it, and just doing it, which was oh. pretty cool. So, uh, one to watch. Uh, I will see if I can find more about her because it was all over before I really got a chance to uh, 
grabbing. Yeah, it sounds phone. pretty good. It's amazing what people can come up with. Uh, all you need is an idea, and uh, you can do that. Here's an idea for you. This is yep. going to save you from shaving your beard off if you need to wear a mask. Oh, what is it? Scientists find that putting pantyhose on your head makes your mask safer. Oh, hot. So they oh. cut, they get the thigh of, of the pantyhose and cut it. Yeah. So it's a band, basically. Yes. You put your mask on and then you pull the pantyhose over the mask to hold it down. Oh, I see. Um, it looks pretty cool. There's If you go to the website, I've got a link there. If you go halfway down the page, you'll see the different ways they tried it. And they used an N95 and a surgical. Yeah, and yeah, I see that. Near, near the bottom, you've got the black pantyhose oh there's gap there's a mummy method gap fill pantyhose black white tape uh because uh here in new zealand for people that are of indian descent there's a method that they can use and i clicked on this link to see what it was they get a exercise band and basically wrap it around their head like that way and then put the mask over and um, it looks really weird and really uncomfortable. And they're like, oh, it's not suggested that you wear it for more than like a couple of hours, I think. Is there a reason it's only for Indian people? Uh, it was an Indian guy that came up with it. And oh, okay. it's part of their religion, I think, not to cut their facial hair. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and anyway. this isn't all about having a beard. I just did the beard as a nod to your uh, situation. Yeah, I um, know, but- Already shaved the other day. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, it actually makes sense when you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, pantyhose over the top uh, makes sense. It's They said it, it isn't comfortable, though, over a long period of time. No, no. And if um, you want to go the whole hog, you just put it over your whole head and then go rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're already wearing a mask. What are they going to do? He had yeah. blue eyes. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another fun fact, informative podcast of fun. Yes. Uh, I hope you're doing well out there, whatever you're doing. If you're protesting in Wellington and listening to this, uh, rethink your life choices. Yeah, anyway, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.